Hello, hello. Now, my name is Peter. Now, my name is Pete. Now, my name is Peter. <laughs> now, I am sweet. My first is in pancake. My second, Ebola. My third, through time. And my fourth, entity. Anyway, hello, my name's Pete. This is Social Distancer. Um, now, what is social distancer? I hear you ask. Nobody asks that. Well, it is a daily podcast in which I talk about all COVID-19 related things. And I am Irish, by the way. I was speaking about my Irish heritage to my son today. And I was telling him, you're Irish too, my laddie. You're Irish too, my laddie. And um, Scottish as well. Now, so the good news is that um, quite a lot of attention is being drawn to that crucial period um, in the first couple of weeks of March. And we really need to zoom in to the first couple of weeks of March. It's partly because of Ferguson, what Ferguson said yesterday about how if we... Uh, went into lockdown a week earlier and we would have halved or more than, he said more than half um, of the life more than half of the lives that ended due to COVID-19 would have been saved and uh, Sir David King the um, former chief scientific advisor who is now the chair and the kind of head of the um, independent sage group, he was on the television this morning saying that if we had gone into lockdown earlier, just a week earlier, he thinks that only 10,000 people will have died. So we're looking at 50,000 people, yeah? 50,000 people with COVID-19 on their death certificates. 41,000 plus of those people have been tested. And then there's another, you know, well, more, more than 50,000, but set, let's say, you know, 10,000 10, um, 10, or so who it's suspected, okay? And, uh, but, you know, not, not just like, you know, kind of let's take a while and stab in the dark, let's say he died of COVID-19. People haven't been doing that. People actually have been very, um, you know, cautious of doing that and only recording COVID-19 on birth certificates if they're basically absolutely sure. And because of the testing fuck up, of course you can't get tests. You know, you couldn't get tests a couple of months ago. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, dying of the fucking thing. You couldn't get a test, you know. So it doesn't surprise me at all that there's around about 10,000, at very least, of people who clearly died from COVID-19 but weren't tested. And then that other figure as well that I spoke about last night. So the excess death is around about 65,000, just a bit lower than that. Now, um, so, you know, what happened in the first couple of weeks of March? I'm going to play you a little snippet. This is March the 12th, and this is Patrick Valance. And they are denying it now, but we came 
like, you know, we know about herd immunity from fucking somewhere, yeah? John Edmonds talks about, you know, the, the way that you uh, beat a virus is that people become immune to it. Or, and you either become immune to it if, because you have a vaccination, or you get the thing and you have antibodies. Now, there's quite a lot of um, research coming out about antibodies and quite a lot of people may well have had this thing and had no symptoms but have got the antibodies but of course we don't know exactly what that means in terms of you know can they get it again or do they get a kind of weaker version again or do the antibodies work in a kind of like conventional biological way and and protect the body from the virus um and that's not known yet okay so anyway Here's Mr. Valance, Sir Patrick Valance, I think he's a sir. Um, and this was March the 12th. So that's one aim, is to change the shape of this. And it's important to recognise it's not to stop everybody getting it. You can't do that. It's not possible to stop everybody getting it. And it's also actually not desirable because you want some immunity in the population. We need to have immunity to protect ourselves from this in the future okay so we need to have immunity to protect ourselves in the future so he's on the herd immunity bus there okay it went down like a fucking lead balloon and they tried to back away from it very quickly when they realized well this isn't working you know what i mean Fifty thousand. Uh, no sorry Fifty thousand. we've got fucking fifty thousand deaths uh, the report came out saying 250,000 deaths will happen if you keep on with the herd immunity idea. Now the problem with this is that they uh, didn't realise that the cases were doubling. On March the 11th, Anthony Costello, uh, who's like, you know, this kind of uh, epidemiologist who's quite... Um, well, he's part of Independence Stage and he's been very critical of the government response. On March the 11th, so the day before Valance said that, Costello uh, sent out a series of tweets saying, social distance now. Every day that goes by when you're not social distancing, the death toll goes up. This thing is doubling in cases every two days. And Valance, later on in his presentation, says that, that he thinks that they're four weeks behind uh, the countries that are, you know, kind of in the shit, basically, which at that point was looking like Italy and obviously, you know, Wuhan in China. Um, but they weren't four weeks away. They were a couple of weeks away. And this is the key thing. They fucked up big time. And I really want to, like, dive into that period of a couple of days where people were explicitly saying, lock down now. This was March the, tw March the uh, 12th, yep. Lockdown happened March the 23rd. That is days and days and days and days. Well, we could count how many days it is. It's 11 days, yep. And now we know that if they called lockdown a week before, Tens of thousands of lives will have been saved. We've got three figures out there. Um, the guy that's responsible for lockdown happening 
uh, Neil Ferguson says that more than half of the deaths wouldn't have happened. So that's more than 25,000 people. The guy that I spoke about a couple of weeks ago, and of course it didn't get much kind of, you know, traction because it wasn't Neil Ferguson saying it and it was just some obscure climate modeler. Uh, What was his name? Can you remember his name? Um, Alan something, I think, maybe? Not sure, but anyway, he said that 30,000 lives will have been saved. And Sir David King this morning saying that 10,000 lives, well, 10,000 deaths would have happened. So we're looking at, you know, saving 40,000 lives. Do you know what I mean? These are, like, a, a scandal is brewing. A scandal of epic proportions is brewing because, you know, you understand the concerns of whatever, you know, business is closing. And I understand that, obviously. And it now may be, now, like, this side of the, of the, um, of the coronavirus, COVID-19, the kind of crisis, and certainly in the next couple of weeks, if it doesn't flare up again, because it's summer, and because people are spending more time outside, and, you know, because of all of the things that we know now in terms of social distancing, and people are very, very sceptical, the public are very sceptical about the idea of um, going from two metres to one metre, okay? And it was explained really well earlier on, and some, I don't know what it was, but somewhere I was listening, somebody said, if there's a thir- if there's 100 people in a room, if you have um, social distancing of two metres, three people will uh, get, like, if one person of that hundred people, this is well explained, isn't it? Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Fuck it. I only came here for the fucking piano playing. Fucking hell. Um, if you have... 100 people in the room, one person's got COVID-19. It's like a little game. (laughs) Like a fucking cruel game. If you do social distancing for two metres, three people of that 100 will get it, okay? If you do social distancing for uh, one metre, 13 people will get it. So that's the difference, okay? That's the difference. Even if you're in a fucking room with somebody with the fucking thing, your chance of getting it are, well, that much reduced. I can't do the maths. No way I can do the maths with that one. But, you know, it was reduced by in a big way, okay? Now, I understand that there might be uh, concerns, and there clearly are, like, lots and lots of genuine concerns about, you know, how do we start pubs and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, if we had massive amounts of test and trace and track and uh, local regional information, you could safely say, well, we're, you know, happy to go to the pub tonight because it's a fucking, you know, we love the pub, you know, and it's a summer's day and all the rest of it. And we've finished work and this is what we do on a Friday night. We go to the pub and we get jarred up and then we get into a fight. Fucking lush. Fucking lush. <laughs> I have never done that in my life, but I'm trying to, like, you know, kind of speak for the kind of the basic British male, very fucking basic, yeah. But it turns out 
that people are not interested in doing the one meter. Obviously, Tory MPs are. Or the fucking Tory backbenchers. Ian Duncan Smith. What the fuck? Like, whatever that prick uh, proposes, I'm going to do the opposite. Like, it is not a good... If you're, I don't know, like some, you know, Tim Weatherspoons, whatever that fucking guy's name is. What's his name? Tim Shitface. <laughs> if you're that guy, that mad UKIP fucker that runs Weatherspoons, is it... Oh, I don't know what his name is. But um, if you're him... You think, oh yeah, I want to open the weather spoons up. Let's get the bloody Tories to say, you know, one metre, one metre, one metre, one metre. And now, like, you know, news bulletins are starting with this. That's not fucking news, it's just fucking lobbying, you know? The Tory backbenchers are lobbying the government. It's not based on anything. A couple of weeks ago, Witty said that it will be two metres for the rest of this pandemic. And there's good reason for that, you know? But having said that, you know, if we had like a, a system whereby we knew this town is safe, there's so few cases, it actually makes sense. Because you're not going to be in a room with 100 people, even 100 people in the room, none of them are going to have fucking COVID-19. So they might as well go to the pub, you know what I mean? Like it's totally safe, basically. There's no fucking cases in the town, you know? And there's plenty of places in the next couple of weeks and months Hopefully, if the thing doesn't spike, you know, that will kind of count for, you know. But the problem is that people are very sceptical about, like the public, like in polls, people are very sceptical about breaking this two metre thing and they don't want to go to down to one metre, you know. Uh, also, it, bizarrely, they, this uh, they had the figures from Test, Track and Trace tonight and... Well, let's just say it didn't go very well. Of the people that they contacted in the first week that they've released figures for, um, 33% were, um, they were unable to contact 33% of them. So uh, 8,000 people, they um, said, okay, who have you been with in the last couple of days? And 33% of those 8,000 said, well, I'm not telling you who it is, because, or I've already told my mates, so you don't need to, or they gave like wrong information for the, for the contacts, you know? Unbelievable. And also, the, out of that 8,000 people, apparently 13,000 people for that week have got the fucking thing. So they're only getting, what's that, about 60% of the people that have got it, you know? And then when you phone up and you, you contact the person and you say, oh, well, just to say that somebody that you've been in contact with over the last couple of days has been tested positive for COVID-19, will you self-isolate? Um, a whole bunch of those are saying no. We're not, I'm not going to self-isolate. 15%, 85% of the people that were contacted say, yeah, I will. But 15% of them said, no, I'm not going to self-isolate. What the fuck? But for all of those people that they're contacting, none of them are getting a test. It's unbelievable. What a fucking joke. So this is, you know, 
I mean, it was widely predicted, but to actually see it again, to see it, you know, happen in, in real time is just a shock. And there's no, you know, app or anything like that. So we don't have any, like, you know, sense that this is going to, hopefully it will improve. But there's no trust in the government. They've fucked it up with Cummings, okay? And their trust ratings and their, you know, everything is going south for this government. And it matters in a pandemic, you know? You need to feel like you've got a bit of respect for the people that are on the phone saying, you know, please self-isolate because this thing is around. And in the back of their mind, of course, many people are thinking, well, hold on a minute, Cummings kind of got away with it. So, you know, I am going to as well. And they may not go to the pubs when the pubs open and they may not be sending their uh, children to school. You know, they don't want the fucking thing. But they also probably think, well, I can kind of, you know, um, be careful. I know how to be careful. Maybe I'll wear a mask. I'll definitely social distance. And I don't have uh, any symptoms, whatever. So, you know, maybe I can be careful. And apparently there's this um, study came out saying something like, is it 70% of people that tested positive um, are asymptomatic? Incredible. So there's some weird things happening with this COVID-19. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've noticed, but a few weird things. Um, but that clear, I, I really want to focus on that uh, build up to lockdown. Because it looks like of all of the, you know, massive mistakes this uh, government has made, I think that that is the crucial one now. And, you know, it's kind of coalescing around you know, what are the decisions around that. And apparently the March 13th, so the day after, uh, Valance said, you know, it's undesirable for to protect everyone. You actually want people to get it because then they'll be then be immune to it which of course we still don't know months later we don't know if that's the case um, but apparently uh, sage unanimously said oh yeah if you if you crack down hard now then all that does is it kind of just like builds up the uh, the second wave gets worse which of course is bullshit like it's utter bullshit it's not happened in New Zealand. I mean, when, who knows? There probably will be a second wave at some point. Certainly in Britain, because of the you know lack of social distancing and all the rest of it. Yeah, but we're, we, I mean, maybe, maybe not. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. But certainly in New Zealand, when they locked down hard, and they did it like you know vociferously. Um, and they weren't muddled in all of their... Like, they've been all over the place right from the very beginning, this government, you know? And, um, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens in New Zealand. But I think that we can kind of quite confidently say that, you know, locking down early saves lives. And Sage, the day after the guy said, you don't want everyone to avoid it anyway... Because you know it's a it's an it's an okay illness. Everyone's just going to kind of shrug it off anyway, and um, you know you want the kind of herd immunity. Then they all said, "Oh yeah, well if you crack down early, then um, 
the second wave is going to be worse. But now we're being told, you know, tens of thousands of lives would have been saved. And the idea, by the way, that's being kind of propagated by the fucking Tory graph, that, you know, because it affects very old people, those very old people are going to die anyway. So basically, who gives a fuck? Well, that's apparently that's bullshit, you know. Of course, there will be a percentage of people that will have died. But we know it's bullshit because of the excess deaths. There are 65,000 excess deaths, yeah? They're excess. They wouldn't have fucking died anyway. And it's excess to the average for the last five years. So it's not just one year or whatever. It's last five years. That's the average. 65,000 excess deaths. Okay, so they wouldn't have died anyway. All right, so as, as well as being like incredibly shit thing to fucking say about somebody that's died it's also incorrect so funny rambly one uh, would you describe it as a rambly one I would anyway you take care see you later thank you ever so much for your ongoing support as I as I like to say and um, yeah take care of yourselves and Wear a mask and wear your clothes and put on your uh, your knapsack and your little cap and make your way into the woods. Okay, bye. Thank you very much. I run to the shop. I bump into everyone. Say, have you heard? Have you heard the news? There is a podcast called Social Distancer. Share it, like it, tell your friends everything you want to hear about the greatest public health emergency in any of our lives. But every day, and it is free. Fucking great than the swearing.